Hello, and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, we have joining with us on the podcast, Detective Logan English. Detective English is with the James City County Police Department. Welcome. Hi, thank you. I'm glad to have you here. Now, I should call you Detective English, but I know you better as Logan. So I'm going to call you Logan, if that is okay with you. I'm perfectly fine with that. Okay, very good. So I know that you have a lot of stuff that you work on every day. I know I've been seeing your name on news releases and things like that, that we have sent out, that if people have more information to call Detective English. That and is true. Yes. So we thought that it would be a great idea for you to come on the podcast and just talk with us a little bit about things that we need to be aware of here in James City County. Yeah. So, well, first and foremost, thank you for having me on. I uh, greatly course. appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, we are we are very busy right now. Uh, it's, a, our, it's getting to be that busier time of the year. The weather's starting to break and we're having some nicer days uh, recently, you mentioned seeing my name on a, a bulletin. Or, uh, it's from a recent robbery that we had of a McDonald's a fast food restaurant mm -hmm. uh, right there off the interstate uh, in Toano. Uh, it happened on January 25th. We still haven't found the person responsible for it. And information that we have right now is very limited. Okay. Uh, we know that the offender is a female. Uh, we know that she did not drive there. We don't have any vehicle information. Uh, I would just ask people if they've seen the bulletin, uh, take a look at it again. Uh, she's wearing very distinct clothing. Uh, and I would love for people to be able to see a video because she walks in a very distinct way. And technology makes that kind of difficult. But uh, I would encourage the public just to continue to look at it. Uh, we do offer uh, monetary rewards for information that helps lead to an arrest and ultimately a conviction. So well, and I'm, of course, showing right now the bulletin and some okay. pictures as well. So I think that, that this is a great opportunity to hopefully get this in front of more eyes. And so if people are listening to the podcast, you may want to go on to the county's face or the, either the county's Facebook page or our website at jamescitycountyva.gov. And I know that we have a link to that information as well. So people can see her there. So how long have you been with James City County Police? I have been with James City. I apologize. Our, <laughs> we have a green building. I don't know if you, uh, that is was, a first. I don't think yeah. that's ever happened on the podcast. Well, before. it's proof that our we do have a green building. I was too <laughs> still for too long. Uh, I've been with James City for just over ten years. Actually, I celebrated my ten year on December fifteenth. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. I got my my cool little cup. Very good. Yes. yes. How long have you been a detective? I, so half that time I okay. started, interestingly enough, I started my first day in investigations or in the criminal investigations unit was my five-year anniversary. Oh, okay. So I worked midnight shift patrol for five years and then I was selected and came to the criminal investigations unit and I've been there ever since. Very good. And I know that sometimes people think that going from a uniform or a street officer to investigations that it's a promotion process but really it's a special team right that you put in for correct it's a it's well it's yes and no so okay. a, a special team would i would consider that more of like an ancillary duty no different than the SWAT team or the dive team or crisis and negotiation sure investigations is a lateral transfer no okay. different than uh, the school resource unit the community services unit, the traffic unit, any of the other specialties that we have, uh, there's no 
pay difference uh, mm-hmm. there will be in the long run because of overtime and and different things that you have to do, but there's no pay increase like you would have with a sergeant or any sort of promotion like that. So what else is going on? I know that, how are we in the county? Is there a lot of crime that happens, a lot of violent crime? What can you tell folks? Because I know that sometimes it seems like there's a whole lot going on. And then other times we seem like a quiet little Mayberry community, which I know isn't always true. So what would you tell people about that? You know, I would tell people that our community doesn't differ from any other community that surrounds us. Uh, it's just the proximity of the crimes that we have compared to the larger cities, the larger metropolitan areas. Uh, we're not a Newport News. We're not a Hampton. Uh, that's not because we are free of the crime that those communities experience. It's just that we don't have the, the volume of crime. Our, our population isn't as large. Uh, we're less dense. Uh, things like that as far sure. as the, the citizens within the county. I would say that crime is funny. It's, it's seasonal. You see certain crimes pick up during certain times of the year. Uh, You see a lot of, unfortunately it's not crime, but uh, mental health crisis. You see a lot during the holiday season. Uh, The, the days get longer and it it gets darker sooner and it gets lighter later in the day and it's cold and the weather is just miserable. We see an uptick in, you know, the mental health crisis during those seasons uh, I would say the the main thing I would like to to hit on, and it's ironic because I don't work these cases, mm-hmm. uh, but I I hear my counterparts in the office talking about them often as the scams that are targeting older people of our community mm-hmm. or the more seasoned citizens of our community uh, with financial scams and you know having them take out money and uh, put it into Bitcoin and and different forms of currency. But the, I think the problem that a lot of the detectives that work those crimes are seeing is that all of the offenders are outside of the country. Mm. And it's very difficult to prosecute. Uh, it's, for lack of a better term, it's just a, a, a dead end. Okay. So I would, you know, I would say to anybody who's listening, tell their, if they have older family members in the community, just to be aware of, of what they are doing with their finances and who they're communicating with, you know, we're in a time now where there's a lot of our young adults who have never lived in this world without technology and a lot of older adults who have just recently discovered technology. And I think it puts them at a very big disadvantage. Um, you know, they lived in a world where most of their communication was face to face and with people that they knew. And now they're communicating with people who they've never met, who are pretending to be people that they think they know. So that's, it's unfortunate uh, that it's, it's so prevalent, but I think it's just a sign of the times. Well, and like you've said, you know, talking to especially adult children, that if you know that you have elderly family members, whether they're in James City County or anywhere, because truly, like you've said, it's happening all over, mm-hmm. you know, to give them a heads up, to let them know. We did a po- an episode of the podcast on this. And unfortunately, I guess it's still going on. I was for sure our podcast would take care of it. But okay. that, you know, people, people, legitimate people do not want to be paid in gift cards. And, um, and I remember the other big takeaway from that was that whole grandparent scam where they would do where somebody's child was calling and that they were in jail and that they needed help. 
come up with those family passwords, you know, things that you can say that if your grandchild is calling, you know that it's your grandchild, child, that it's not someone pretending. Sure. It's, I mean, it's no different than, you know, any circus act that you see when people are going to guess your age or guess your weight. It's as simple as calling and say, Hey, grandma, it's your grandson. And right. the most response is it's so-and-so. And you could say either yes or no, your other one. And then it it gets the people that are receiving those calls. It gives them a false sense of comfort. And before you know it, you've given up too much information and it's, it's, it's done. It is. And that is just, that's tragic. And like you've said every day, this is happening somewhere. And the only way to stop it is to be aware and to just to think, you know, to try to think. And I, again, something that I remember that we talked about on that one, was that it, it can be, you know, if you fall for it, it can be embarrassing, but you shouldn't be embarrassed. Report that, let you all know, even if there's nothing that can be done because they're out of the country or whatever, it just reminds all of us that we need to really do a better job telling folks to be aware of this. And I think that's key. Yeah. And I, I think that's a great point that it's, it is, it's human nature to be embarrassed, but it's not something that you should be embarrassed about. And it's, it's one of those, it's a mistake. It's not, you didn't wake up that morning and intend to give your life savings to a stranger right. across the ocean. It just, it happens. Um, that's technology though. It's, you know, you can, you can reach out to somebody in the world that you would have otherwise never had any way of getting in contact with. Um, I would say no different than parents monitoring their kids' phones and their internet activity. It's, you know, parents need to monitor their parents Right. activity. Yeah. It's just one of those things that needs to be done. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anything else you want to talk about? Uh, you know, well, you asked about if there's any violent crime. So I yes. am assigned to the violent crimes unit. I, I could sit here and again, I could talk to you for hours and hours about all the, the violent crime, but it's depressing and it's sad. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would say my mom always told me that nothing good happens after midnight. So <laughs> I would just <laughs> push that message out there to, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think I'd probably maybe rewind that back to 10 o'clock for myself, but yeah, it's just. Well, it's it's getting earlier and earlier for me as well. It is, it is, but it's such a good point. And um, now would you say that we have a lot of stranger on stranger crime in this area, or does it tend to be crimes done by people that other people that they know that the victims know and that's so that, hard that's another good question and it's a it's a double edged sword so okay. in the we don't have as much stranger crime as we do where the vic, the victim and the offender are known to each other okay uh if we do have stranger crime i find in my experience and I, my partner would probably tell you the same thing is that the offenders are not from this jurisdiction okay uh, they come from outside of the jurisdiction. Uh, and that could be something as simple as uh, when vehicle break-ins are, are, you know, rampant within the community, at least one or two times, there's bound to be an interaction or altercation between a vehicle owner and someone breaking into that vehicle, uh, where the people who came to James City County didn't intend to get into an altercation with the, the owner of that vehicle, but it's just bound to happen eventually. Uh, we don't have a lot of somebody from this neighborhood in James City County goes to this neighborhood in James City County and victimizes someone. That's just not saying it doesn't happen. It's just not as common as the 
the unknown offender being someone who's not a James City County resident. Okay. Well, and then that also lends us to something that we say over and over again, please lock your cars, lock your car doors. Yes. Yeah. And if there's valuables in your car, don't keep them in your car, please. Absolutely. Well, and I've even gotten to the point because days like today where it was really cold in the morning, but it's not cold now. So you go out to lunch, you don't wear your coat or you throw it on the back seat. There could be people that think that there may be a purse underneath that coat and just put everything in the trunk, everything you can put in the trunk, put in the trunk. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, locks are there to keep honest people honest. If somebody wants to get into your vehicle or they want to get into your house, a locked door or a closed window is not going to stop them. It's just going to keep the honest people honest. Right. The hope, the idea is that when they pull on that car door and it doesn't open up, uh, that they move on to the next car. And that way you, there's less opportunity for you to be victimized. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Okay. Again, Logan, the lights, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't know if we need to, to make the, the, timer or whatever the, I'm not sure. I don't know how this works, but yeah, but it's working really well. It is. It is. So maybe you just, this was not a plug by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) You are doing great. Well, Logan, unless there's anything else, I do have to ask you, you know, a very important question. Okay. Um, there are all these TV shows on law and order, all the SVUs, all there's like 10,000 of those, right? Do you watch any of those or do they frustrate you beyond belief? Police shows frustrate me beyond belief. I I try and, you know, anybody who knows me can probably tell you, I I try not to act like a police officer or or dress like one or, you know, think about it. Uh, Right now, some friends of mine got me on the show Community. Oh, it's a good show. I've been on a huge community kick right now. but no, there's not a lot of police shows that that go on in the English household. Yeah, that is good because I know, you know, from my household that that can be very, very frustrating. So right. you know, CSI, uh, Law and Order, all of those TV shows have done us a disservice. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a lot longer than 27 minutes, excluding commercial breaks to solve a crime. We don't have a CSI lab where we can put fingerprints into a database and two minutes later get a, a hit back. I think right now uh, to send DNA to the state lab, you're looking at nine months uh, as to get an answer back. Uh, firearms are well over four months. Uh, fingerprints. Uh, there's there's a huge inundation of of work for those lab techs to do uh, at those labs, and there's only but so many of them in the state. I think three or four. Uh, so some of our stuff will go to most of our evidence will go to the Richmond crime lab mm-hmm. and Richmond services, a large, large area. So if it's just, I guess, want people to be aware that, you know, these things do take time and it's not that their case isn't important. It's not that we have better things to do. It's that we're waiting on, you know, DNA to come back. Uh, there was a bank robbery that we had two or three years ago and it took uh, over 10 months to get the DNA results back. Uh, and that those DNA results is what ultimately uh, solved the case. So it can be frustrating at times to have to, to sit and let a case just be open and, and not have really any investigative leads, but that's what it takes sometimes. Absolutely. And that is such a good point. And thank you for bringing that up. And, and I'm thinking, you know, we should have another episode maybe with 
you all and the Commonwealth's attorney's office and the victim witness advocate, because all of all of you all work so well together, you know, to result in the end of hopefully a conviction. Oh, and absolutely. That's a that's a great idea. I mean, there's things that, you know, that I could speak on that they couldn't speak on. And there's things right. that they could speak on that that I can't speak on. Right. And, you know, I think uh, having the public having a more realistic understanding of how the criminal justice system works and and what can happen if in, in certain instances and what to expect and you know what is feasible and what is not, I think would make everybody's life a lot easier. Absolutely. So then on that note, stay tuned because I will probably reach out to you for another episode down the road. Well, James City County pays me by the hour, so I will be here. <laughs> they do not. I know <laughs> that. <laughs> so, well, Logan, thanks so much for taking a bit of time out of your busy schedule, because I know that you are very, very busy um, yes, to ma'am. come on and talk with us about all of this. It was my pleasure. And I also appreciate all the effort that you've had to do to keep the lights on. So it, it, it was, yeah, I'm going to do a better job next time. I'll have something moving in the background. <laughs> An oscillating fan or something like well, that. I could, I could have had my, my partner could have been in here doing jumping jacks or something. <laughs> apparently I like that idea. I don't want to put him on the spot, but while we're here, he's apparently training for a marathon. So oh. yeah. So jumping jacks, uh, and or running in place could have probably done him good right now. Well, I think that's perfect. I'm good. We'll, we'll work it. on it. So yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. Once again, Logan, thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please be sure to subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode. Visit our website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And I think it's down here somewhere. And on there, you're going to find all of our episodes as well as a form. that You can give us show ideas, comments, critiques. We would love to hear from you. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in and we will talk with you next week. Yay.